0: From 99.9 The Fan, this is The Drive with Tim Donnelly. Sponsored by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at
1: CapitalFinancialUSA.com. Cop or drop, this is the portion of the show where Dennis brings up all of the biggest predictions, takes, ideas and sports, and I say whether I'm copping or dropping, and I explain why. Dennis, take it away. All right, let's start off with the Carolina Hurricanes, who are in action tonight. Why not? Minnesota.
2: Which you can hear, by the way. Seven thirty storm watch on the fan. We know that Pyotr Kozhevnikov is playing great. Spencer Martin's doing his job in spot duty whenever needed, and Freddie Anderson's working his way back. So it seems like the Carolina Hurricanes are not going to make a move for a goalie, mm-hmm. at least theoretically. Copper drop that the Carolina Hurricanes make a move
1: for a top six forward. I'm gonna top six makes it so much more spicy. Yes. Um, not talking like. There's yes, so Elias pull you talks out there, which uh, just, from
2: Vancouver, I doubt Vancouver is him. There's just
1: no way that the Canes are giving up anywhere near. what it I, I don't,
2: and I don't see Vancouver giving him up uh,
1: either. Fun to talk about though. I, I see the I, last night I caught myself on a Twitter thread where everybody was just saying what they would give up for, and I was just reading and reading and reading. I, can, Elias Petterson was actually someone I said after the season
2: ended this past year for Carolina. I was like, I want that guy.
1: Oh yeah, and I say I'm, that in the offseason. There was a while where people were saying any Elias will do. Yeah, um, <laughs> one of them already moved. Uh, so so top six forward, I'm gonna I'm gonna drop it. Okay, I'm gonna drop it. I do think they make a move for a forward. I think it'll be an anticlimactic move. Mm-hmm. I think it'll be a fourth liner, kind of like ah, like because because the thing is the longer and and the. I actually saw this today, and I didn't realize it was this dramatic. Um, uh, Barry, the GM of the Dolphins, was advocating at the, the NFL Combine to move back the NFL trade deadline. Okay. And his argument was uh, NBA and Major League Baseball, the trade deadline comes about 65% of the way through their, their games played. Uh, NFL is like 45% through their games played. Hockey, NHL? Like seventy eight percent through their games. Yeah, game it's like three played. quarters of the way through so, the season, basically. So there's a long time where we can speculate, and we all drum up all of these ideas for moves in our in our brain. And it becomes more obvious, like the haves and the have nots, right? The contenders and the non contenders divide themselves up much more uh, the longer a season goes in. So we'll talk ourselves into the Canes making a giant move. If it's not for a goalie, it'll be for some. Like I said, Pedersen could be like a really big name, and then they'll make a move with like a third-round pick for a, a fourth-line center or something. And and we'll go, nah. And and you know, our all of our hyping of ourselves up won't won't help us with our, our lack of enthusiasm. I'm curious what some of those
2: potential trade scenarios were. For Elias Peterson, like the the ideas
1: floating around out there. there. There was a lot of Natchez included. Yeah, you'd uh, have to. A that. lot of multiple firsts included. Yeah, you'd have to. Include uh, some included Jarvis. Oof, yeah. Uh, some included, and, and it's a prospect who's eluding me right now. Um, Panarev, probably? No, it was... Ah! Uh, that's going to be Michigan, something along those lines.
2: I'll have to go look and see.
1: Um... But it's somebody that, you know, everybody oh gosh, that's gonna annoy the heck out of me. There's a prospect that uh, you know, everyone's thinking of very highly, and I'll look it up during the commercial and, and figure it out. But um, but yeah, I mean it was it was a pretty penny. Like, and it was a lot. And and then there were also people playing the what would you not trade game. Yeah. And some of them it was like, Aho. Some fans said, you know, aho Slavin. A few said aho Slavin Svetch. And that was about it. Every, like, there was nobody out there saying, like, there's a long list of, of no trades for somebody of that caliber. And I get why. I just don't see the Canes really ever making that kind of move when there is a certain level of floor production for their roster as it stands. And you'd really be shaking things up with a move like that.
2: I mean, I, I just I don't see Vancouver moving on from Pedersen, who's a restricted free agent after this season, by the way. In 60 games, he has 29 goals and 45
1: assists. I don't see how you just up and move on from that unless you're getting a haul in return. I I also and but like I said I I'm not lying when I say I go down wormholes. Yeah. There, there was a whole other wormhole of how much his production would go down because of playing in the Kane system. Yeah. And there was there were debates and I was I was deep I was deep in in like. You know, reading a back and forth between two people who neither of them have a picture for their avatar. Neither of them <laughs> have, have, like, their name in their handle. And I was – because, like I said, I'm a nerd for this kind of stuff. Like, yeah. it was an entertaining back and forth. They were both making good points. And I was going, like, ooh, you know, Kaniak9797 makes a great point. Oh, look at this, uh, you know uh, – Carolina hockey fan 44 makes a a good counterpoint like I was and those weren't the names but I'm just making them up it was that kind of interesting storm surge 27408 exactly it's like oh what a good point on why you shouldn't trade Jarvis and I'm just like what am I doing I talk about this all day now I'm at home deep in a in a, a wormhole again There is a player that might potentially
2: be available out there. It's Jake Getzel from Pittsburgh. And the one thing about Jake Getzel, though, he is a little bit dinged up and hurt right now. But he's on the last year of his contract, so he would be a rental. But I wouldn't imagine it costing you a whole lot of money. Or a whole lot of capital, I guess you can say, to make a trade for him. I could see maybe something like that taking place. But again... A
1: little less costly.
2: Yeah, a little less costly. But again, he is someone that's a little bit nicked up right now. But... I mean, he's someone that could play at minimum in your middle six, second and third line at least. I don't know, but we'll see about
0: that. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery call clickgranger.com or just stop by Granger for the ones who get it done
2: all right next one up here on cop or drop let's actually go back uh, to the NFL a little bit of conversation that we had regarding the Carolina Panthers Dan Morgan also spoke to the media today and here's something he had to say about Iiaquatic and the offensive line as a whole?
1: Definitely, you know, to your point, I think that's a very valid point. You know, set in a firm pocket so Bryce can step up. I think that's really important to us right now. Um, You know, I think Icky, the plan is to leave him on the outside at left tackle. I'm excited to see him develop under the new regime, the new offensive line coaches. Um, You know, I'm excited for that potential.
2: All right, copper drop that Icky Iquanu will be the starting left
1: tackle for the entire twenty twenty four season for the Carolina Panthers. I'm copying it now that they've said it. Okay. Um their opportunity to kind of shake things up and move them to guard would have been when they took over, right? They would have said, Hey, listen, you're being misused. Let's move you inside. Once you say someone's a left tackle, okay. And 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 now you gotta go do it. Now you gotta go plan. Now they're they're banking on that the system, the play calling, maybe getting rid of the ball a little bit faster. That can that can help them out. So the other thing is this. If you believe he's a left tackle, they really can't afford to go have a plan B at left left tackle. Right? Their resources while they have like a good amount of salary cap and, and and that kind of side of their assets. They can't go out there spending to have two potential starting left tackles because they also need interior offensive line help. They need a lot of defensive line help. They need secondary help. They need wide receiver help. They need tight end help. Uh, like, they, they've got a lot. They need off-ball linebacker help. Uh, they need edge Rusher help. They, they they need to spend kind of across the board. So once you decide on who your left tackle is, that guy can't have a safety net. You can't then go also spend on another guy you can bring in to be your left tackle. It's just you, you don't have the resources right now. So once they say he's the left tackle, he's the left tackle. For better or worse. See, I didn't know if this would be a situation where he is right now
2: but again, free agency hasn't started yet. And you never know what kind of deal. Like, if someone's like, you might be able to, to sign a left tackle, maybe that it's out there. And like, uh, plans
1: changed from what they were three weeks ago. Maybe. I mean, obviously, that's the choice. I'm, I'm kind of choosing to take them for their word on this one. And, you know, especially Canalis he is Mr. Optimism, Mr. Positivity. I'm not sure they want to start their reign with like very publicly lying to their former, whatever, like sixth overall pick. Like, Hey, you're our left tackle until next week. When we finally get to make the move. Like I I just don't see that as how Dave and and Dan are going to operate for the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and
2: the ones who get in early. So everyone can go home on time. There's Granger offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts. So you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you.
0: Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.
2: All right, Copper dropping Next one, I'm going to follow along the same lines of the Carolina Panthers. Dan Morgan also did say today that Chuba Hubbard is the feature back right now, with Miles Sanders being the number two guy going in. Copper drop that the Carolina Panthers look to upgrade and add to their running back room this off season. What does upgrade mean? Like finding, finding someone you think is better to carry the load
1: as a feature back than Chuba Hubbard? Hmm, that's that's an interesting way to put it. I'm I'm gonna drop it. Okay, I do think they add to the running back room. Mm-hmm. I just don't know if it's some like maybe a fifth round, but more of a pass catching back. Uh, Chuba Hubbard is good between the tackles. And, and we've seen that now for two straight years. Both times they feel like they settled for Chuba Hubbard after trying other things. And then all he does is play really, really well downhill running football. Um, Miles Sanders probably would have been expected if he were the lead back to be more of a pass catcher. And he didn't really get an opportunity to get that going. And late in a draft, it always seems like there's a couple really good pass catching backs that they might be able to add in, which I think is something Bryce Young was missing, right? I think Mm -hmm. he wanted that very, very efficient dump-off guy to help him, and that wasn't there. So I think they'll add to the running back room. I just don't know if it'll be more of a featured back than what they have in, in, in Hubbard or Sanders, whoever ends up making it happen. All right, next one up here.
2: Sticking with... Actually, we're going to switch over to golf because I know the Masters is coming up here. In April. In April. Cop or drop in the world of professional golf that we are actually will see a live PGA merger? At um, some
1: point, let's say in the next five years. I do believe they'll be on the same tour again. Yep. I'm not sure if it'll be a merger. Okay. Uh, I think what's more likely to happen, and it might not be within five years, I think within ten live might disintegrate. And then hmm. those co- those players over there are going to have to pay their metaphorical penance and come back because, like, the Rory's of the world, the Tigers of the world, the the Justin Thomas's, the Jordan Speets, the Ricky Fowler's, the ones that stayed loyal to the PGA. And I know Rory said that he wouldn't feel this way, but I think he would. Uh, they don't want the P- or the live guys to go collect those – 200 300 million dollar checks and then just come back to the pga scot-free so there's gonna have to be like the pga is going to have to make those guys you know i don't know what what the the penance would be to come back but there will be some so i think they'll be playing on the same tour within the next 10 years i don't think it'll be a merger where it's like you know agreed upon by everybody i think those
0: bridges have been burned